I want to talk to you today about serving the Lord with gladness. Somebody say gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. God has been dealing with me over the last few weeks. Just about everything you do, do it with joy. Amen. How many know it's so much better to enjoy what you're doing? I've said it before that I'm kind of like a catalyst. Whenever I go somewhere, if I don't like the atmosphere, I change it. Come on, how many of you have been affected by your atmosphere or you affect your atmosphere? I like to change it. And one of the ways that I change it is joy. If I'm not having a good time, I don't want to keep doing it. Right? It's so much better. And serving the Lord, we can serve the Lord with gladness. And when we do that, we see that our life becomes so enriched. And you know, I love my family. I love my children. And it was nice doing some things together and having fun. I'm telling you, getting out of the car at each stop. Come on, a gas station became gladness right there. We're like, I tell you what, we started enjoying pilot stations and flying J. Come on, somebody. And love station because we could do something in there there was like good food in there we went to we stopped at one place and it was just a gas station and we went in there and they had this food so and i was a little suspect at first but they did have a restaurant on the other side so i thought there's a lot of people there it might be halfway good that was some of the best chicken wings i've ever had and they were cheap too come on somebody so it was doubly good i was really glad when i got back in the car but whatever you're doing do it with joy. We've always taught years ago, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and you. That's how you spell joy. You put Jesus first place, others second, and yourself third, and you'll have true joy. And I know that God is a God of gladness. He's a God of joy. And He desires that we are convinced that He has tender love for us. And as I came to this day of dedication, I look at our children and I know that, you know, your, your kids are one thing, you love them, but how many know when you have a new baby, it's just a different kind of love, isn't it? It's a tender love. Come on, you just like, oh, look at you, you're so cute, you're so precious. Everything is so cute about them. Even when they make their first dirty diaper, it's cute. But by the hundredth one, it's not cute anymore. Come on. At three in the morning, it's not cute anymore. If you're in the car on a road trip, it's not cute anymore. But their love that you have for them is tender. You would do anything for them. You have to do anything. They count on you for everything. And how many know that's the way we should approach our Father God? That we should look to Him for everything. When you put your hope and your joy and your life in Him, the Word says, in Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. And when you put everything into Him, He will love you and you will feel His tender love. And we see that God works at bringing out the best in us. That's what he wants. We have to know that he constantly and continually is working on bringing the best out in us. That's what we do with our little babies. We're trying to do the best. As they get older, we want to encourage them. Now's the time for you to crawl. Now's the time for you to walk. Oh, sit up, sit up, eat. We do everything and we encourage that in him. And our father is doing that to us. You know, God wants the best for you. God is daily encouraging you and telling you and spurring you on to good works. 
And this has been in my soul for weeks, that everything you have need of, God has already given it to you. Come on, somebody. It's inside of you. And if you would really get a hold of the fact that God has given you everything and it's inside of you, it will change your thinking. Now, God has given warnings throughout the Bible. And I want to read a passage of scripture to you that's a warning, but it's also got a blessing attached. How many know that when we deal with our children, we give warnings, but there's also a blessing attached? Come on, I told you, don't touch that. Now, if you eat all of your dinner, then you can have dessert. Come on. If you eat all of your dinner, I have to tell my wife that still today. If you eat all of your dinner, then you can have dessert. (laughs) She wants to have dessert before. Deuteronomy chapter 28. We see in Deuteronomy 28, there's all kind of promises from God. And here verse 47 says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of all things. What God is saying right here is that be glad, rejoice in what I've already done for you. God has done so much for us, and we need to rejoice in that. We need to be glad in that, because if not, if you go around constantly murmuring, complaining, talking bad, and saying bad stuff, how many know that's what you're going to get? There's a principle that God has instilled and instituted. It's called sowing and reaping. It's called what you give, you will get you will receive and he's saying here you need to stop murmuring complaining you need to serve the lord with joy and gladness and because you didn't do it you're getting ready to see everything that you've been complaining about come on how many know that you will get what you say And people walk around in life and they murmur, they complain, they talk about what they don't have and what they don't do and what didn't go right. And the Bible tells us right here, a warning from God, if you're not serving the Lord with gladness for what he has done for you, then you're going to get these enemies coming on you. And what are these enemies? Nakedness, peril, hunger, all these things that will come on you. It's not that God's putting them on you, but what he's saying is that where your mouth goes, your life is going to go. Come on, somebody. Where your heart goes, your mouth goes. And where your mouth goes, your life goes. And we have to be specially careful in this day and age because the world is looking at us. The world is watching us. And the best way for evangelism to explode, the best way that we're going to get people to follow Christ that's in us is to let the Christ in us come out. And if it's not coming out, then people aren't going to see it. What are they getting when they come around you? What are they getting when they push on you a little bit? How is your service to the Lord? Is it with gladness? Is it with joy? Are you praising and thanking God for all he's done? I tell you what, we used to sing a song back in the day that says, Look what the Lord has done. Come on, what has he done? He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me and it was... Come on now, it's not that early. He saved me and it was... 
Just in time. That's right. And so because of all that, I'm going to praise his name. Look what the Lord has done. And that is something that we need to constantly do. If you will sit back and recount what God has done in your life, it will astonish you. We were driving back and we were just discussing about how the fact that we've been gone so long. And then we're like, praise God that we're able to do this. I thank God that I'm at the stage where I was able to do this. I was able to get back here. I was able to go and do what I could do. And that our kids were old enough that we were able to do that. And we were like, well, we wish we could have done this. Wish we could do that. But we're like, praise God for what we are able to do. How many of you just sit back and recount what God has done in your life? Think about the fact that he raised you up. Think about the fact that he saved your sin. Think about the fact that he's healed your body. Think about the fact that you were once headed to a devil's hell. Come on, somebody. But God turned your life around. And sometimes it's not even the physical things. You'll end up spiritually starved spiritually naked, spiritually afraid, if you don't serve the Lord with gladness and trust in his love and trust the testimonies of gladness and good cheer. There's sometimes that you just need to hear somebody's story. You need to tell your story. People around you on your job, in your neighborhood, when you begin talking to them about the goodness of God and telling them what God has done for you, it changes their life. All of a sudden, faith comes by what? Comes by hearing God's word. And when you're rehearsing God's word and you're sharing with gladness and joy, all of a sudden, faith is rising on the inside of people's heart and somebody, it might be saving faith. How many know we always think about that, Pastor Chuck? I've always thought about that as when I share that, that faith for miracles comes. How many have thought about that before? That Faith comes by hearing. Maybe it's miracles. Maybe it's provision. But how many know it could be saving faith? That that comes. There's somebody that might be lost that doesn't know Jesus. And when all of a sudden you begin sharing the goodness of God and sharing your testimony, saving faith is birthed and comes alive on the inside of them. And I believe that there's some people in our lives that are ready to see that we're serving the Lord with gladness. This produces things in your heart. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That word singing means a clanging cry. It means a clamoring cry. A cry that is lingering on and on. That has a melody to it. When you begin to serve the Lord and you come into his presence, there's something that comes up out of you. And you just can't help yourself. When you get into the true presence of God and you experience that, something begins to get energized on the inside of you. I don't know about you, but when I'm around good food, something begins to get energized. Come on. How many of you, when you go to a good restaurant or you go to good home cooking, all of a sudden you get a little happy. You get a smile on your face when you see your favorite meal being prepared. How many love going to grandma's house because you knew that when you went to grandma's house, she was making your favorite meal? And something happened on the inside of you. Uh, Angelise has two songs that she sings. When she's tired, she puts her pacifier in her mouth and she starts singing. And she goes to sleep. Now, when she starts eating good food, 
She starts going, and she just gets a smile on her face and starts making this noise. It starts dancing a little bit if it's really good. And she loves it. Something begins to happen on the inside of her and it affects the outside. How many know when you come into the presence of God, it should do something on the inside of you that affects the outside? Hallelujah. People should not come to church and I'm tired of people coming into church for years and the glory of God touches them. The presence of God shows up and something happens down at the altars, but then they leave and they're just as mean as they were when they came in. They leave and they have just as much of attitude as they had when they came in. They leave and just as much of the world is on them as when they came in. If nothing happens on the outside, I wonder what really took place on the inside. We have got to get to the place where we're serving the Lord with gladness. And when we come into his presence, we can't wait for his presence to energize the inside of us and change the outside. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. We come into his presence and it causes singing to come up out of us. It causes us to begin to declare his goodness through song. Psalm 105 verse 43 says, He brought me, he brought out his people with joy, his chosen ones with gladness. When God brings people out, when he delivers them, the byproduct of that is joy and gladness. When God does something in your life, you're happy about it. You want to tell people about it. It's good news. If you've ever been delivered by something that had you in bondage, it's good news. Come on, even people who are in the world and they don't even realize that it was the hand of God that did it. How many know they want to do it? How many have ever seen someone that went through Alcoholics Anonymous? And what do they do? They get keychains. They get pins. That says, now I'm 30 days sober. Now I'm 100 days sober. What are they doing? They're wanting to tell people what has happened. I've been delivered. There's been a change on the inside. And now I'm proclaiming that. I mean, no, that's, that was instituted by God. When God delivers you, you need to go out with joy and with gladness. And it's a principle throughout the word that we go out and we come in with joy. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. When you are right, when everything is good between you and God, how many know it's easy to have a smile on your face at all times? It's easy to come into his presence when you're righteous, when you're in right standing. And I've got good news for you today. You look at your neighbor and say, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, it's not anything that you did, but it's everything that he did. Can I get an amen? And what we had to do was receive that and believe it and receive it. And then his righteousness took care of that. And now we can stand up before God, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I don't know about you, but that puts a smile on my face. That I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to come in feeling condemned. I don't have to come in worried. There's people that say, oh, I couldn't go to church. You invite them to church oh i can't go if i went to church the church would burn down anybody ever heard someone tell you that oh i can't come to your church you don't want me to come in there because man if i if i came in there they would they would have to shut her down 
Why? Because they feel that condemnation. But my Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't say there's no condemnation. It says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Come on. There's people perpetrating out there. There's ministers telling you that, oh, everything's good. You can do whatever you want. There's, that, you know, God's grace has covered everything and you can live however you want. But no, it says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And when you're in Christ, you're righteous. When you're in Christ, things are different. When you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things have been passed away. All things have become brand new. And for that, you can be glad. Hallelujah. You might ask today, how long can I expect this to last? I remember when I first came to the Lord, I was happy all the time. I remember when I first got saved, I always had a smile on my face. I couldn't wait to get to church. I told everybody about it. Now it's a little rough. How many had to fight the rollover spirit this morning? Come on, I can't get no help up in here. You want to be a holy roller, and I'm not talking about the old-fashioned ones that used to roll in the floor. I mean, when the alarm went off, you said, no, I'm going to roll over and go back to sleep. Come on, we had any holy rollers in the house today. It was rough. Of getting up and some of you the longer you serve him all of a sudden you take it for granted but we can't take our relationship for, with christ for granted it's like pastor charles was saying that when you're in love with him when you worship him from a place of i love you and i know that when i come into your presence and i worship you it's gain i'm gaining favor with you i'm showing my submission to you i'm declaring that i'm part of your family it will keep the romance alive. Can I get an amen? Praise God. I think that we should serve the Lord with gladness forever. I think it should last forever. People say, well, there's no way. I mean, it's going to naturally grow cold. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I love my wife more today than I did the day I first met her. Why? Because I look at all the, has it been easy? No. <laughs> Have we had some trials? Do we have some trials this morning? No. <laughs> we have every day we have an opportunity to overcome trials and tribulations. <laughs> Praise God. But I love her more because I've seen who she is. I see her character. Amen. Psalm 90 verse 14 says, Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. God expects us to rejoice and serve him with gladness forever, all of our days. And if we'll do that, we'll see that. And then I love Isaiah 65, 18 that says, But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as rejoicing and her people a joy. Her people a joy. What about when it looks bad? What about when it looks bad? What about when things around me don't look good? And I prepared, when I was preparing this message, I knew that somebody was going to be here and I was going to embarrass them and use them for a problem. This is what the Bible says. We may sow with weeping. We may go out with bad, but all of a sudden we might come in and go out having a bad day. And some people come into church 
looking for joy. Having a rough day today. Nobody loves me. Has anyone seen joy? I'm looking for joy. Has anyone seen joy? Where's joy? I know joy is usually around here. I can usually find joy right around here. Where's joy? I'm looking for joy. I need joy. You know, you always know where joy is. I mean, can I get some joy? Where's joy? Can I find? Oh, there's joy. There's joy. Come on, come on. Now I have joy. Now I have joy and life is better and I'm leaving church with joy. Now everything is better. I'm leaving church with joy. It's so much better. But how many know that is one thing? Now that was a sad case. But how many know, this is better. Now I'm coming in with joy. Come on, I'm coming in with joy. I'm coming forth with joy. I came this morning with joy. Come on, somebody. It's better to come with joy than to go searching for joy. Can I get an amen? I know you guys already know I'm crazy, so that's all right. But how many know it's better to come forth with joy? Joy. When you serve the Lord with gladness and you come before His presence with joy, things are going to be different. Psalm 125 verse 5, 126 verse 5 says, Those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing a trail of seed, will surely return with shouts of joy. So you might go out weeping. You might go out sad. But you're coming back with joy. Hallelujah. I went out sad, but I came back with joy. And I'm telling you today what God has for you. If you will really get the fact that God loves you so much. That God went to the cross for you. That God devoided heaven for you. That God gave up everything for you. That God has translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. When you get that in your heart, you will have true joy and serve the Lord with gladness. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to serve Him with gladness. He wants us to believe that our life has a purpose. How many believe you have a purpose today? And God wants you to go forth with joy. Come on, Pastor Charles. I told you I wasn't going to preach long today. So I'm going to say this is the shortest sermon I've ever had. God wants us to serve him with gladness. And when you sometimes it's just putting a smile on your face can change the whole demeanor can change the whole day by smiling and letting people know that you're happy. God gave me this passage of Scripture to make a declaration over us today. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 through 12. I want to read this, and I want you to really get this in your spirit. You say, well, pastor, those... Those enemies have come near me. I face nakedness, peril, hunger. I face times where I've went without. I've been in a season where I don't think I can have joy because of everything that's going on. It's been hard for me even to muster the strength to come to church, let alone serve the Lord wholeheartedly. 
but I'm listening to what you're saying today. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it forth and bud, and it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills shall bake forth unto you in singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I want that to be a declaration for us today, that we understand that our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. His thoughts and His ways are much higher than ours. He has a plan for you and for your life that you may not have even understood yet. You may not have even grasped yet. You might be in the middle of something and you say, you don't understand what I'm going through. It wasn't supposed to be this way. I didn't think this is what God had for my life. But guess what? God's ways are higher than your ways. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So he wants you to know today that the word that he's spoken to you and over you, it's going to accomplish that which it was sent to do. It's going to prosper wherewith God sent it. And I want to speak a word over you today. You've been here. Many of you have been in church your whole life. And you've had words spoken over you. You've seen the word of God come off the page. You've sat under preaching. And you say, I'm ready for that to come to pass. I've got good news for you today. God's word will accomplish what it was sent out to do. And I declare that over each family today. I declare that over each household today. Those that are watching, I declare that over you. That God's word will accomplish everything it was sent to do. And you'll go out with joy.